Girl, our mama's best friends And so we the whole town's rooting for us Like the home team Most likely to settle down Plant a few roots real deep and let them grow Welcome back. Beards Watch Podcast, episode 223. Charlotte's number one podcast recorded in the basement. We have jumped back into Zoom because why not keep mixing it up and getting a bunch of new people who we haven't heard from before who wouldn't normally join. But yes, it is me, j Nation. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at j Nation. The Beards Watch Podcast on Facebook. Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher has... All of our podcasts, so go subscribe, like, five-star review, write a little review, and then our YouTube, they see me rolling. You can go catch the the premiere of our Yoshi's vs. Sushi Star breakdown. I'll tell you, that was, someone might have to pay me the next time I edit something like that, because it was like 25 minutes of just watching everybody eat and chop it up and remembering this and that. So I think the, the record is straight. Anytime someone wants to argue with me about Yoshi's, Yoshi's and Sushi Star, I'm just going to send them that video because yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's I'm, I'm done arguing about it because even the people who, like Jeeves, who like Sushi Star, chose Yoshi. So there it is. Go check that out. They see me rolling. It's got, like I said, that video plus our Brewer reviews plus our, our Pocky Chip Challenge, reaction videos of the Panthers games, all that good stuff. So subscribe to that as well. And if you're really feeling frisky, you know, go buy yourself a T-shirt or a hoodie or something like that. So we'll get back to it. Duval got the elf up toboggan on, beanie on again. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me again. Yes, I am. Uh, Halloween's over, so you know how I am. With <laughs> Christmas, I've already got my eggnog in the fridge. I've already cracked it open. But uh, if you're looking for me, my uh, Twitter is Rod vs. Duval, Instagram, just Duval. All right. And Jeebs, how you doing? Doing good. Got this week off of work, so just been chilling at the house. Supposed to be on a cruise, but COVID-19 happened and got <laughs> postponed, so yep. still took the week off. But um, if you're looking for me, it's Jeeves1988 all across the board, Twitter and Instagram. All right. So our guest this evening is a fraternity brother of mine, but he wasn't in the fraternity until after I had left a couple years. He is now... A park ranger, and I'm not sure where I'm going to have him tell you, but pretty cool little job. So, Drew, man, how you doing? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, nice to see all your faces. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm a park ranger at Okmulgee Mounds National Historical Park. Okay. Uh, so, it's a, it's a Native American word uh, for bubbling water. Okay. Uh, but I used to do law enforcement at that park, but now I do more of the education and, um, I guess they call it interpretation, but it's not like I'm talking a different language, just <laughs> the education aspect of things. Okay. Uh, just telling, telling the stories of the, the natives that live there and about the landscape and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I do now. I've, I've worked at a couple different parks though, uh, including out West, up in North Carolina has several, so a little bit everywhere. So refresh me again. For people who have no idea who you are, you know, let's just go. Yeah. You went to UNCG from when to when? Yep. Um, 2010 to 2014. I graduated in December of 2014. Okay, so you joined KDR then. I graduated in 11, so you joined on the kind of the middle of your college career. 
yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was like two and a half years in. I okay. Think what it was. Okay. Yeah. So you do that. Then what did you graduate from UCG with? Uh, I graduated uh, with uh, a double major, uh, Parks and Recreation Management and then Business Administration. Ah, but okay. I, I, I didn't mean to graduate with the business thing. Yeah. Um, it was just I had originally when I got in, at UNCG, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I was like business. Everybody yeah. could use business. Yep. Um, and then after like a couple internships with like outdoor stuff like parks, I was like, oh, I want to do this. So then by the time I had changed it and I was able to like use some of my business courses as part of that major too. So it was, it looked out. I yeah. Got two degrees. <laughs> so, so, so you do that and then what you graduate and then what was the next move? Uh, so after I graduated in 20, uh, December, 2014, uh, January of 2015, I started a seasonal law enforcement academy for the park service. Uh, I did that for four, three or four months. Uh, and then my first job with the, or my first out of college job with the park service, I worked at Sequoia Kings Canyon out in California. Uh, it's in the Sierra Nevada mountains. It's just below Yosemite national park. Uh, but I worked there seasonally for five, four or five months, came back, uh, did nothing for a couple months, and then I looked out and got a, a permanent job down here in Georgia at the park that I'm currently at. So I've been here almost four years now. So Thanks. when you get out, yeah, you get out, what is that, I guess, is, the, is it the job hunt to be a park ranger type, similar to going out in the business field or another field? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's a really great question. It's, it's really confusing, though, to a lot of people that look at it from the outside because there's this website for all federal jobs, so it's usajobs.gov, and you are just typing in, like, park ranger in the search bar almost <laughs> every day because you never know if, like, a new job is going to pop up. Yeah. But then for the seasonal jobs specifically because – before you get permanent, they usually want you to be a seasonal for a couple years at different places, just so you're like experienced. Yeah. Um, but for the seasonal jobs, you're applying and you're fighting against like thousands of other people who are also trying to get their feet in the door. Yeah. Um, with a resume that is like obnoxiously long. I think my resume right now is like 12 pages long because it's wow. like a government resume, and they were, <laughs> they want to know every time you sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so um yeah it was, like i said with the once you have a couple seasons uh you're you're good to apply to like permanent jobs but i lucked out and after one i'd worked a couple seasons prior but that was during college so it wasn't i don't really count it yeah um but luckily a guy that i'd worked for as an internship at guilford courthouse in greensboro um he worked at the park that I'm currently at, and it was all about who I knew. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that worked out for me. Yeah. Sometimes it boils down to that. So how was that experience out there in Sierra Nevada? Was it a spot you obviously didn't intentionally like plan to be there? You stumbled across it, but did you have any thoughts about, oh, maybe I'll stay here a little longer than I think, or did you always want to come back to the East Coast? Well, I wanted to adventure out just to – I, just to say I've done it. Absolutely. Um, I love the area, but I'm just 
Carolina boy at heart, so like I, I wanted to be closer to home. Yeah. Uh, just be close to family, uh, my nephews and everything. So um, that was that was a fun experience, but uh, getting a permanent job so I don't have to worry about fighting other people for jobs. Yeah. Uh, and especially in Georgia, so it's only about an eight hour, eight hour drive for me to get home now. Okay. It's not awful. It's a day drive. Yeah. But something I can do if there's ever anything happen. Do you ever want to come back to North Carolina, or you think you're at a spot where you may be for 15, 10, 15, 20 years? I don't think I'll be here more than three. Okay, okay. <laughs> more than three more years. Okay. Um, which I don't know if we'll get into this uh, later, but one of my quarantine purchases was a house. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> actual. Yeah. Um, but just, just plan on being here for a couple more years, and there's a couple other places I kind of want to try to work before I head back to North Carolina. Okay. But I'd like to end up either there or South Carolina, somewhere close. Okay. What Do you want to display those other places you'd like to work, or is that like you don't want to jinx it? Oh, no. Well, it's okay. I, I tell everybody. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, there's one park that I absolutely love. It's um, it's Gulf Islands National Seashore. It's in Florida. It's on the Panhandle. Okay. Um, but it is it's the Emerald Coast. So, I mean... Being on the Gulf Coast is, is gorgeous. The only thing you have to worry about is hurricanes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, getting hit hard by those recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a uh, it's a really really pretty place. I I really enjoy going down there. Uh, I've vacationed down there a couple times a year and um, have a lot of good friends down there now. So nice. That's, that's where I'd like to be for the next step. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Duval, I know you probably got questions because you always stewing on something. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was just gonna say, as someone that doesn't necessarily go to many parks, <laughs> um, so I, I guess so. So I guess one thing is kind of like, can you tell me something that's like really amazing about like the experience that I would have coming to? It may not be the park that you're currently at, yeah, or yeah. it may be the one that you went, the, the first initial one. Um, and I know there's some things that you take from each one. You're like, oh, I love this particular yeah. part of the park, or something like that. Yeah, no, so like a, a really common question that we get um, being park rangers is like, oh, well, what's your favorite? And yeah. like, it's like when you ask your parent, like, who's their favorite? Because they, they're not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> but it's you, like you said, you kind of you pick from the places that you've been. So, like, um, aesthetically, I think when I worked out west and the parks that I visited out west, they're just being from the coast of North Carolina, that's like nothing I've ever seen before. So like yeah. just the sequoia trees that I worked with, I mean, they were, they're huge and they're hundreds and hundreds of years old. So it's like, dang, like yeah. this is like, you just feel so minuscule next to these giants. Uh, yeah. So that's one thing that's, that's just breathtaking when you see that. Um, but then just like, cause, so that was more of like the, the scenery park, I guess, that I worked at. But then, like, the park that I work at now and some of the other ones that I've worked at, like, just the stories um, that we tell. So um, the site that I work at now is Native American history. Um, and in middle Georgia, there's been human habitation for over 12,000 years. So, like, to tell the stories that, of course, weren't written down and documented, it's just been passed down story by story to the next generation. Yeah, so um, I worked up in Kitty Hawk at Wright Brothers National Memorial, too, and just, like, 
the story of the Wright brothers is something everybody knows. Um, taking man into the air, essentially. <laughs> uh, but like to have all, we had a bunch of international visitors that would come, and they would say like, "Wow, this is this is where it happened." So just to to work in those places, that's like. I tell people I work where other people vacation, yeah. but it's um, to be able to like to work and help help other people understand those stories and why the nature is the way it is or why um, just like the history and everything. It's it's just like it's really cool when I'm able to convey that to somebody else in a way that they're like they have a light bulb moment. They're like, wow, like this is worth protecting or this story is worth telling. It's, it's just it's a really cool thing to be able to do. Nice. Yeah. Now, the, the stories that you have to tell, um, and, and, and I know you're working so much, does it ever get old? Because, I mean, you know, just like the same, <laughs> you know, story over and over. So, so and, I, and I'm assuming, like, for some people, their job is different every day. Yeah, so, yeah, is yeah. your job different every day? And how, does this, how do you get over the fact, like, <laughs> the same stories? No, that's, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, it does get a little tiring <laughs> every now and then um, just because like we, we write these programs that they're not standardized because we, we write them. So it's more of an interactive experience. It's called like a, so it's like audience centered, audience centered interpretation. So you're asking questions and getting feedback from the audience or from your audience. So that makes it a little bit different, but still like saying the same date, saying the same exact, like, quotes and stuff, it does get very boring <laughs> for the most part. But that's why, like, usually we try to come up with several different program aspects. Um, so we usually have, like, the, the canned programs, which we, like, at my site, we have one Indian mound that you can go inside of uh, and see the thousand-year-old floor. Uh, so that's, like, a, a standard kind of program. But then we have like extra ones that are fun that we do every now and then. That's like, oh, this breaks up the monotony. Uh, so that that kind of adds some flair to it. <laughs> but it's, um, it's it's telling the same story over and over again it does get old. <laughs> what would be like? Have you ever come across a bear, a mountain lion, or something just <laughs> like crazy that you're like, yo? <laughs> so when I was in California on my days off, I. Um, there wasn't much else to do besides just explore. Yeah. Um, so I was walking and I had been there for probably like two and a half months and they were always like, Oh, well there's bears in this area. And I was like, I ain't never seen one. So I don't believe you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, I, I was, I was on the phone with my mom and I was on this trail and like, I saw a bunch of like super tall grass and everything. Uh, and I was like, Hang on mama. I'm just going to see if there's a bear over here. And I was like, I see you over there, bear. And like, I ha- I didn't see nothing at first. And then all of a sudden, out of the grass, a bear's head pops up, looks at me, and then scurries away. And I was like, uh. Oh, wow. No, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm out, deuces. <laughs> uh, that's probably the, the best experience I've had with a, a bear. Okay, okay. <laughs> So you're you're more so now you're not necessarily like walking the perimeters of the park or anything like that. You're not like the TV shows that they've got of these park rangers walking around or whatever. You're more so somebody comes to the park or like a school group and you're giving them like the history and the background and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so up until it was it was last year about May. Um is when I stopped doing the law enforcement. I mean, I was <laughs> I was actually told by one of my uh colleagues, they were like, You're too nice to be an officer. And I was like, <laughs> Thank you for that great compliment. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm too nice for this. <laughs> um but like also it wasn't my heart wasn't set in that job yeah. of law enforcement just because like I used it as a leeway to get permanent, um, which the government's a game and you've just got to play it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of used it as a leeway and I, I didn't have any plans on staying law enforcement. I kind of just wanted to work my way up the ladder. Um, but after being told like the feedback, I was too nice and everything. I was like, you know what? I, I am, I am too nice. I enjoy interacting with people too much in a positive way than a negative way. So um, let me kind of try to gear my myself towards that. And luckily, at my park, they were able to move me into an educational kind of role, which was nice. Um, but back when I was doing the law enforcement, yeah, I would do UTV patrols. I would talk to people about their dogs off leash. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was. I mean, it was typical law enforcement stuff. We didn't have much of a, we don't have much of a park road. So I didn't really have to pull anybody over at my park. Um, I did a short detail at Chattahoochee river up in Atlanta. Uh, and there I did a lot more of like, uh, vehicle stops and everything. Uh, but not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't like being a party pooper, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like one of the guys in Atlanta, he was like, because Typical me, I'm just like every time I pass somebody, like hand on the steering wheel, I do the little finger wave, like yeah. And he was like, "Why do you wave everybody that we pass?" I was like, "Why not? They haven't done anything to make me hate them." Yeah. He was like, "No, like there's a difference between Mr. Friendly Ranger and the ranger that they need." And I was like, "Do you think in an emergency, um, somebody is going to rather come up to me, somebody that was nice to them, or somebody like?" You, who was a jerk and didn't ever say, like, hey, hi, how you doing? Like, <laughs> you know, you're just too nice all the time. And I'm like, fine. <laughs> so you say, you say the ladder uh, that you wanted to go up, what are the steps to, like, so you keep saying, like, law enforcement, park ranger, like, yeah. what are the, the steps of the ladder? So park ranger is kind of an umbrella term, I guess. Yeah. Um, because there's, there's law enforcement rangers, then there's the kind of ranger that I am now, which is intern in education. Um, and the way it kind of goes is, you, so you start at like, it's called like a GS5, uh, with, that's the government pay scale. So like GS5 is kind of like entry level. Uh, and then uh, you get to GS7, which is kind of like, you know what you're doing, you don't really have to be trained on the job anymore. Uh, but you're still not like supervisor or whatever. Um, once you get to like nine GS nine, that's when you're kind of like, like a supervisor leadership kind of role, I guess. Um, not like a, a chief or anything, but you're, you're in a leadership kind of role. Uh, you're there helping make schedules for people. You're, you're still doing the programs, but you're doing more admin, I guess, maybe. Um, and, and like eventually, if you if you move up right and like you could become superintendent, which is the the person who runs the entire park kind of thing. So I mean that's end goal. That's kind of what I want to do eventually, but I'm fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so what would be your next step after, you so, know? Uh, my next step would hopefully be like a, a nine okay. a supervisory job. Gotcha. Uh, just, uh, I've, I've done details in that position before. So like it was a, a short term detail that uh, was only a couple months long. But like I, I know I can do the job. People know I can do the job. Yeah. So it's just um, finding the job to apply for and get it uh, is really the, the okay. thing. Okay. Okay. So, so so you don't have to do a, I guess a specific amount more time in your current role. Do you have pretty much the experience and the knowledge where you can if something came available in North Carolina or South Carolina, Florida, yeah. that you could go and get that? Yeah, yeah, and um. Okay. A lot of it, it kind of, like, it, it, I had applied for a job, didn't get it uh, recently at a park that's actually near where I am uh, currently, but it's, I was qualified for the job, I had everything that they were looking for, but it's a civil war site, so they wanted somebody that had had more experience talking about civil war and, uh, like, history involving that. Which I don't have. I told him I was like, I can read a book. But it didn't work out that way. But it, it was fine. Yeah. Um, but like I, I have the the knowledge, skills, and abilities to do these to do the job. It's just like if it's more of like a specific kind of place, like a Civil War park, um, then yeah, there I might not be the best qualified person. So gotcha. with that, and you're you're in education and all that. How was it like when COVID first hit, when everything was kind of shut down? Were you guys basically dead out there? I mean, are you still dead? Because I know, like, with my wife being a teacher, they basically just chopped it up as, okay, no field trips for the rest of this year. And then probably for 2021, I don't know, maybe spring they come back, depending on outside scenarios. But how are y'all dealing with all that? Oh, yeah. So when COVID first happened uh, back in – March, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> it feels it feels like forever ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when that first started, we didn't have like a, a real superintendent at the time. We just had an acting one, and she was like, "Well, hopefully, like everybody else, like this will be over soon." Yeah. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is, because we still know nothing about this virus, uh, we're just gonna shut the park gates and. The visitor center and the park grounds are going to be closed for um, until we get out of phase one. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay, well, cool. That'll only be a couple weeks, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. Um, but then as time progressed, um, it started to get into the summer months, and we still didn't have a real superintendent. We were still under acting. And uh, people on our Facebook uh, we're very mad because they're like, <laughs> we literally don't have anywhere to go like outside and there's no virus outside. Like, unless we're close to each other, why can't we open? And I was like, listen, it's not up to me. If it was up to me, we could, but we don't have a, somebody to make that call right now. Yeah. Um, and then luckily, well, I say luckily our, our acting at the time, she said that, um, okay, well we'll open the, the gates to the park from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. daily. That way it's still limited hours. People can still go outside, but we're like as staff not exposing ourselves to them. So like, okay. Um, but also in the summer months in middle Georgia, it is Chew. hot. Chew, yeah. <laughs> um, so like 
some people were okay with it, but then a lot of other people were like, this is stupid. We are taxpayers. This is our place. And I was like, once again, not I didn't make this. Not my <laughs> I run the Facebook page. I don't know anything else. <laughs> um, but luckily, we finally did get our, our real superintendent in um, a couple of weeks ago. And she was like, listen, it's starting to get into the fall months. Let's open the grounds all day because people do need a place to walk around. Yeah. Um, and, like, we'll just keep the visitor center closed. And it's like, okay, that makes sense because you don't want people enclosed in a small area or whatever. Um, but it's, like, I still have been teleworking for the most part since March. Okay. Or April. So I only go into the park. A, now I go in two times a week. But, like, originally it was barely once a week. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, we're not doing programs for school kids. Yeah. We're not doing programs for other visitors because they don't want us close to people. Yeah. So, like, everything I've been doing has been online. And just, like, I mean, just like Jerry knows, having to do stuff online is awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, having to, because, like, coming up with content in itself is a job. Yeah. Uh, because you don't want to post too much you don't want to post like not enough and then you don't want to post stuff that's boring that nobody's going to want to read yeah um so like we've we've had to like pull these different ideas out of everywhere like let's record ourselves doing this like let's take a virtual walk on one of the trails and it's just uh it's just been really it's been difficult but like i don't know times our trend is starting to go back up, so I don't think it's going to – like, I, I feel like our visitor center is not going to open for a while. Yeah. I know that some other parks, like in North Carolina, I know that Wright Brothers and the – like Cape Hatteras and Cape Lookout, they've opened their visitor centers. I think it's like limited capacity yeah. and everything. But it's – um, I don't I don't know anything. Yeah. I don't – yeah, you're in that you're in that weird barrier of you don't want to be the cause of a, a breakout or a spread, but yeah, yeah. you also want to give people a place where they can feel some kind of normalcy and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Especially like I said, your your bread and butter's educating and having tons of kids come through or grown adults or doing whatever, and that's kind of been put yeah. at a halt. So that is that is that's got to be tough there. But well, yeah, yeah I don't yeah that we really don't know where it's going. Like you said, everything's kind of peaking back up. I, you know, all you can really do is put your mask on, try to be as safe as you can, and keep it moving. I mean, that's that's yes. so. Yes. Duval, anything else? No, I mean he's he's kind of pretty quick to put the nail on the head. Um, I I guess um, you kind of spoke to it earlier. So like, I mean, with you being home and doing a lot of virtual work, so like, what's been your your experience with? just the quarantine in general. I know you've mentioned you, you kind of spoke, spoke about getting housed, but, you know, what have you been kind of been able to do to kind of get out and, you know, still be active and yeah. kind of do things? Um, so, luckily, in, I say luckily in Georgia, it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, in, in April, most things open back up um, with, with restrictions in place. Um, so I'm still able to go, uh, like I meet friends for lunch or dinner or whatever at some, some restaurants. Um, and they, they've opened up a couple new, um, like outdoor, uh, bars, I guess, uh, which is, which has been nice because then you're able to still social distance and everything. Um, 
a lot of the time I'm just home doing housework. You know, I just play video games. That's, yeah. That's that. All right. Now, now I want to kind of dive into something that yeah. has perplexed me for a while. And we've always kind of, it's, it's a touchy subject for some. And if you feel uncomfortable, you can shut it down or whatever. <laughs> okay. But when I first met you, you had a girlfriend. Yeah, she was yeah. she was very very out there. Then y'all broke up, and then yeah. you were single for a while, and then lo and behold, now you have a boyfriend. Yeah. So yeah. I just I just kind of want to know. We've done this. We talked about it with Guffy when he was on. I've had other people on. Just yeah, kind of yeah. the journey of you yeah. and your figuring out who exactly you were. Just as the back half of this podcast. So when yeah, I met yeah, you, yeah, yeah. what what was did you know, or were you still trying to figure it out? No, um, I would say I knew, but didn't want to acknowledge it. Okay. Um, I mean, Bible Belt, you're grown up to know <laughs> that something is wrong. Yeah. And that if you feel that way, then you should not feel that way. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's, and I had even known that from maybe like, Late high school, yeah, or whatever. Like I, I've always been like an outgoing, outgoing child. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just I don't know. It's just like something you just press, press, and press, and then it's like, especially like leaving the state completely. Yeah. I was able to like figure out that was who I was. Yeah. Um, I uh, when I moved back here to um to Georgia. Like, luckily, I was able to get on dating apps and be like, eh, I'll look for, I'll look for guys. I guess that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, and I, I super lucked out because um, my partner, Austin, he's, um, uh, he just said, oh, are you acknowledging that I acknowledged you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, he, uh, luckily, he lived in Atlanta at the time, uh, and we met on Tinder, and really hit it off. Uh, so we've been together for going on three years, 17, 18, 19, going on four years, three or four years sometimes. Okay. Send it in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A while. Um, but yeah, and then just like, like accepting who I was, he was already out of the closet. Yeah. Um, but I was not, I still am not to some of my family, but like I, I am to my parents. Yeah. Um, but like that was a journey into itself because like he, he always wanted to support me and everything too. He was like, but listen, like I am, I want something permanent and I think you're the person I, I'm going to be permanent with. But yeah. Like, for that, some steps need to be made and I completely understood. Yeah. I wanted a future with him as well. Yeah. So it was, it was having to bring myself to have that conversation with my parents and stuff. Cause I mean, I had told some friends first, um, and, be, and they were all super supportive. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, I don't be friends with fake bitches. <laughs> no, um, no. So, um, I like my parents had come down for a weekend. Uh, this was still when we had separate apartments, uh, after he had moved to the town that I was in. Um, we had separate apartments, so my parents had come, 
and um, I waited until the very last minute before they left. Oh <laughs> 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 yeah, um, they were like, "Oh well, car's packed. I guess we need to get going." I was like, "Hey," and then like I started bawling, and my mom was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "Okay." And yeah. She was like, she started crying, um, and my dad was already outside, and so she was like, "I can't." I like, I need him to know because I can't hold this myself. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I under, I understand that because it's it's a big thing to hold. Yeah. Um, so, uh, my dad comes in and he was like, "Why is everybody crying?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I I told him and he was like, um, he said, "Well, you're not like Elton John, are you?" He said, you're not like a flamer. And I was like, oh no, God. I'm still the same exact child that is yours. So I am just gay. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he was like, okay. And like, it took a couple weeks kind of for them to, I mean, they're not, they actually acknowledge it. Okay. Um, and then, they acknowledge Austin, like they all, they ask about him. Yeah. Um, and after we had bought the house, um, they had come down just to stay uh, with us, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a very interesting journey, just because, yeah. like, like I mean, kind of like I guess Josh had said on here, because um, you're just taught for so long to to suppress it if you feel it and to try to get rid of it, but then at a point, it's just like, I can't be me if I have to keep doing this. Yeah. What What was that final, like, breaking point to where, I mean, I know you just kind of said it was with, when you're with your, your, your partner now, but was yeah. there, to finally, before you, to start, you know, pursuing men and all that, what was the final straw to be like, you know what, like, I just got to be me? I think it was, well, so when I had first moved back to Georgia, I was like, I wanted to be sure. <laughs> so like, on the dating apps, I was I was looking on for both girls and boys. Yeah. And I had went on a couple dates, and I was like, you know what, this, I, I can't, I, I like, I just can't do it. Yeah. Um, like the girls were pretty, but like I was like, there's nothing. I'm not attracted to you. Like, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that was really the. I guess that was just really the breaking point because I was like, this this isn't fun and I don't want to like fake myself into a, a marriage eventually and just be like, I let me cheat on you with a man. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Awful. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just, like, I don't know, it's, it's something that I was tired of. I was just tired. <laughs> it's it's interesting like that whole thing play out because I remember Jerrianna kind of mentioning something to me back when she first met you because that time at formal when we all hung out I think we shared a room and your girlfriend was, or a bungalow or whatever it was oh, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. had gotten up and I think she had made some breakfast but you also helped make breakfast and like straightened up and organized and Jerrianna after the trip was kind of like yo I I know he's got a girlfriend, but, you know, he's got some of these tendencies. And not in a negative way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was just kind of like, hey, look, until he comes out, you know, everybody can be whatever they want to be kind of thing. It ain't, you know, whatever. It's not me, not for me to judge, and I don't judge. 
And then, yeah, like you yeah. said, then you guys broke up. And then, like I said, I'd seen you a couple times a year at homecomings or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then kind of, like, you had heard some people talk about it. And then it was like, well, I mean, until he says something, I don't want, you know, I didn't really want to confront you any yeah, other way. Yeah. And then and then he came out. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of, like I said, that journey to me is always interesting because I feel like, you know, it's so tough for kids, especially coming up now. Like you said, you grew up in the in the Bible Belt. So that's that's one that's it's almost like, you know, you, it's blasphemy. You got You can't do anything. So it, it, it's always interesting to me to hear that journey of how it came about and how you came to accept yourself, and just for others to hear it in case they're they're out there too struggling with it as yeah, well. Yeah. So, well, and it also makes me laugh though when I think about. I always did like church Christmas plays and stuff. Yeah, and then I always did theater and stuff in high school, and then I don't. It just makes me think of like, did my parents. Or did my mom at least, like, think it? Like, why yeah. would I rather go shopping with her than hunting with my dad? It's funny to think about, like, did they really not know? Or yeah. is it, like, was I that good at acting? I, I, yeah. Well, that's what, and that's what I think, too. Like, how, how great of an actor you were for so many years to, to date date women and then finally realize not, but... At the same point, you know, whenever you that conversation happens with your mom when you guys are both sharing a beverage and you're tipsy, you're like, yo, did you ever, like, have an inkling or something? Whatever you get that comfortable with them because it's just one of those, like you said, like, as a parent, you feel like you know your child better than anybody. So at some point, you got to kind of be like, okay, you know, you see signs. Everybody sees, like, it's still weird. Like, my mom, the other day, I went to go uh, pick my son up from preschool and I was just, like, stressed for a lot of work going on that day. And I picked him up. And, like, she texted me 10 minutes later because she runs a preschool. Like, is everything all right? You just seem stressed today. Like, she picked up on it, though I thought I put up on the front. And you're just like, how the hell did she even know something was going on? And so you think like that. So you know they got to have something. But I know until you get comfortable yeah. enough to ask, it would be an interesting yeah, 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 conversation. Yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's definitely good to, to hear that side. I mean, glad you're living your truth and, and it's all good, so. Yeah, no, and it's, like, like I said, with my mom, she's, she's slowly come around to it. My dad, he, um, I, he never, he never really talks about it, but he <laughs> never seemed like, he's never seemed like, oh, wow, yeah, disappointed or anything like that. Like, because even after I told him, they were like, we still love you, um. We still support you and everything, and um, so I mean that's that was very comforting to hear. But like a lot of a lot of families, I guess, don't yeah. have that luxury, um, yeah. which is uh, really really disappointing. Yeah. Have you come across any negative backlash from any other friends or people you grew up with? Be it since you grew up kind of in the south, or has it been positive so far for what you've you've seen it's been positive so far for what i've seen um there's some people that i have chosen not to tell because and i mean i might be basing this like solely off of things i've seen on tv where people like completely just cut you off yeah but, like, there's there's some people that i've i've actively chosen not to share that part of my life with yeah um it, I don't know if it's out of fear of them saying something or just like I don't know. I just that's, 
it's just like you you choose who to tell things to. Yeah. Um, because you don't you don't want to be hurt. <laughs> well, how about well, what if what if one of those people listen to this podcast? What would you have to say to them? I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, we'll find out. You find out. But if you, um, from what you, yeah, go ahead. No, no, just like this is me. This is who I am. I'm yeah. not gonna change. No. Uh, if your opinion of me changes, then you didn't have a good opinion of me in the first place. I guess. <laughs> just, I'm still the same person. No. Because I. Love somebody else, yeah. uh, somebody that's a boy. It yeah. doesn't, doesn't change that. Absolutely. All right. Is it time? Is it? Do you have any final thoughts, Drew, on that? You want to? You want to get off? This is a free space, airspace here. Free space, airspace. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I've enjoyed listening to you guys. Um. I enjoy. Uh, I don't catch all of the brewery reviews but i do enjoy watching them when i do um i don't really know okay all right well we'll go ahead and get into i don't think i have any more (laughs) (laughs) all right jeeves are you ready yeah man all right it is the warehouse distillery all right wine under the bridge escape 109 notebook i have uh texted pictures of questions from the notebook to drew he's going to go through and pick one while he's doing yes. that, I'll do a little housekeeping. First, I forgot to do it at the top of the episode, but shout out to Cheeks. He did mail me his MacBook, so we are now back in business on at least a up-to-date MacBook on the GarageBand. So hopefully this episode comes out pretty good listening. But I will big shout out to Cheeks on that one. Second, NFL Pick'em League Top 10. Paris in first, Jeff Hux in second, I'm in third, Cam in fourth. Quarter and fifth, Josh Hurley in sixth, Jesse Piner seventh, Duval, you're eighth, Logan Tobler's ninth, and Eddie Hutto's tenth. Jeeves, you're a strong twenty-third. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do I didn't do it too hot this past week, I know. <laughs> a lot so, of people didn't do exclude myself. I just knew I was dropping out of the top. Too. I thought I was too, but I guess I stood pretty I I did I will I did call Miami over the the Rams though. That was one of my what was that was one of my underdog picks. So I was uh, proud of that one. I didn't look at my final score, but yeah, it was. I will say all favorites have dropped out of the top ten. They are like twelve or thirteen, and this is the most shakeup. I like this drop two scores thing. I feel like we get a lot more movement now in this top ten. I mean, there are some staples like Paris has been up there, but Jeff just two weeks ago, three weeks ago was twentieth, and now he's in the second place. So I like how these things can change a lot more instead of it just staying stone locked and people staying there until the end. So that's been good. And, 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 and who knows, Jeeves, I mean, by the end of the year, you might be in the top 10 and me and Jacob are sitting down in the top 10. It just depends, it depends on how things fall. That's and true. I don't want to be happy later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys ready? Yep. Okay, so, I mean, since Halloween was just the other day. Yep. Um, and it doesn't have a check mark by it. All right. Uh, what would you consider your best Halloween costume? You know, it's funny you ask that. I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you can if you can answer it because Duvall, myself, and Jeeves all answered it last week. 
So you, oh, no. you yeah, because we actually did our Halloween episode. So you answer oh, it because I feel like you've got something on your mind, and then I'm gonna have you pick another one just okay, because. I got you. So I was thinking of uh, it was probably my last Halloween in Greensboro, and I think that was the year I did Cousin Eddie. Okay. But oh, that's a good. That's, one. Uh, that's not my favorite costume of myself, right? But I'm thinking about it was a party at your apartment, Jacob. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was your apartment. It might have been at the the KDR house. Yeah. But it, Anthony Bergen had on a cow costume and he had a gun and he was sour milk. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like. What? <laughs> but I, I also remember leaving. I think that might have actually been homecoming. I was leaving your apartment with uh, Rebecca and uh, oh my gosh, Tyler. We were in an Uber. Yeah. And as we were going back, I was like, "Do you guys want anything?" And they were like, "Uh, what do you mean?" And I was like, "You want food?" And we were. I was drunk. I don't know about that, but. We're like, uh, sure, we can eat. So we, I made the Uber guy pull into Sonic, and I ordered us all Sonic, and then we went back to KDR. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, now I have to pick a whole other question. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it's oh, funny you chose that, because, like, we, that was actually, that's one of Duvall's favorite to ask every year for a Halloween joint, so... This one might be mean. All right, fire away. Uh oh. Uh, if your significant other cheated on you with your best friend, who would you be more angry with? Man, that's a good one. Who who put their name next to that one? Was it Gavin? Alex. A no, Alex, Alex Cadet. Yeah, he likes to get messy. He likes to get messy. <laughs> Let's see. Oh. That's tough because it's like. They always say bros before hoes, but I don't know if this is the concept that we can really say bros before hoes. Yeah. yeah. It's not that you like, like, oh, I, I can't say, I think I'll be more mad at the at, at my best friend because he should know better. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he should have, he should have enough respect for me. To not even put himself in a position to do anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So I probably would be more mad at my best friend. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I have to go along with you, Paul, because I was on that same track as well. He should have your back, not even like you said, put him, put him, put himself in that position to where he can do all that. And yeah, I'd have to say the best friend as well. Yeah. I I I you know I want to I want to cop out and say I'd be equally mad at both because. If they're both that significant to you, I feel like they shouldn't be in that scenario. But I'll, I'm going to go, I'd probably be mad at my significant, I mean, e either way you're furious, right? Like, I don't know, I, like that type of anger, I think, would be something I don't think I've ever experienced before. Because you just feel betrayed, like, to me that's like betrayal. Like the ultimate, almost ultimate betrayal in an essence. Because then you're like, who else do I trust? My family just cheated on me and then my best friend who I thought was family like you know you, I mean I don't even want any, that's like a worst case enemy scenario kind of thing yeah so yeah. May, I'd probably go significant other because you know we taking that 
you know, gotten up and got married, taken the sickness and health vows, done all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, and obviously, depending on the situation, was somebody drunk, was somebody taking advantage of, or something. But yeah. I mean, I I'd be mad, pretty furious at the world and at them in general. But I'll, I'll go significant other just because I feel like we've taken those steps, putting a ring on my finger, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Where you know, again, they both should know. I don't. You know, it's just a, yeah. it's a damn yeah, yeah. both both of them. I feel like you're damned both ways. But I'll go significant other. Yeah. I think that's what I'm probably. It's tough. It's tough, no, because especially if I don't know, I would maybe be more mad at the friend, just because I don't know. There's, there's, <laughs> they're talking about my answers. <laughs> okay, that's what he said. Um, no, just. I think I'd be more mad at the friend just because, like, that's somebody that you don't have to put a ring on to have their loyalty. True. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. True. So I, I just that's that's your best friend, and they just screw you over. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah, I, I just like I said, I, it's hard for me to fathom. Like, that's like Game of Thrones esque betrayal there. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, it's it's you know I haven't ever been in obviously that situation or when I was dating somebody and a best friend and something happened. So I've never been, I've never had to actually deal with that. I mean, everyone's dealt with the person who hasn't really been into it. And then you can feel it and you're like, Oh, okay. Like you don't want to be here kind of thing. But that to me is like you said, if it was your best friend and your significant other, I mean, you just, you'd feel like you just want to curl up and go sit with your parents. Cause you feel like that's the only ones that you can, you can back you. You know what yes. I mean? Like if, if those two betray you, you're just like, I don't even know what's up and down in this world anymore. So, yeah. Now, just a variation on that question. What if it was an ex-significant other? Like what if you and your significant other had a really bad falling out yep. and then your best friend like came in to swoop in to save the day? You know, at first I would say you'd probably be hurt, right? Because then yeah. you know that while you were dating that person, they had an eye for him, right? Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and, more than a, and more than a friendly, like, you know, like Duval and Jeeves come over almost every work during football season. I know they like Jerry Ann and all that kind of stuff, and they're friendly with her and stuff like that. They're friends. But if it was, and even someone you dated, if they get with them quick, you're kind of like, yo, like, you must have been creeping like, a little too close to just being friends and being good friends. Now, yeah, it, you know, time heals all wounds, right? So if 10 years from then, everybody was both happily married and had kids or whatever, yeah. you could reconcile. But, you know, depending on the quickness of them getting back, getting together, you know, I would say something within less than a year, it was like, oh, like, because then you got to, if it's your best friend. Yes. And if it's your best yeah. friend, you know you got to see them. Like, you know, like, you're going to yeah. So, that, yeah, either way, I mean, that's a hurt, but at least you know you were broke up, but then it, it yeah. then it stings back to you because you're like, damn, that whole time I was dating, were you rooting for us to fail so you could swoop in? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean. Your mind really wonders on that one. Oh, I don't even, I don't even want to be in that headspace. <laughs> like, I haven't been in a headspace, I know Duval and Jeeves, you guys are single, but I haven't been in a headspace of like, trying to holler at, a, at a, a young lady or, like, worried about, like, where somebody, like, where their thoughts and minds are 
and it's been free. Like I remember that, like just like I, you know, the the girl I dated before I met Juliana was a total head case, and it was always like for three months she was good, then she'd be like for three months she wasn't, and just that battle back and forth was exhausting. And I had, and like I don't envy that on anybody. Like I, you know, so. I can't, like, it's hard for me to fathom these questions, but, you know, we're coming up with answers, but yeah, that's just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was always a guy that stayed away from, if, if one of my buddies broke up with a girl, and I wanted to be friends with them, I made sure, like, hey, man, we're just friends. I never wanted to really cross that boundary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just, yeah. I just didn't want, you know, out of nowhere, you're having some beers one day, and then a right hook comes crashing in, or, because, you know, everyone's... If that happens, you know everybody's got heart. Some something they just gotta let go that it hadn't let go yet, and then you're arguing over something silly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> Duval, what about you? Uh, I'm definitely probably gonna still be mad at the at, at the guys. Um, and see, the thing about that is, is not only did it could it possibly have happened so fast, they still didn't have enough respect for you to come to you and tell you. Hey man, listen. I know you're done with your ex. I want you to know that uh, I'm about to go ahead and try and holler at her. I'm gonna try and see where this goes. I feel like if anything, at the end of the day, y'all should have at least enough mutual respect for one another. And if you're gonna try and do something, at least let me know. Yeah. You know, and then I can say, okay, you know, hey, I'm gonna do this. What you think? All right, cool, man. Do what you gotta do. That's fine. I'm done with. Her. I wish y'all the best. But when you try and sneak in behind, then you're wondering, okay, so how long? Okay, it comes to the forefront six months later. How do I know y'all weren't doing it while we were still together and we were going through arguments? It just yep. so happens that I found out six months later, you know. And so then you got all those other type of ideas. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. anything, just just say, hey, man, listen, I'm trying to holler. You okay with it? And then keep it moving. But if not, yeah, I'm definitely still going to be mad at the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still mad, still mad at the guy no matter what. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you, like you've all, you just start playing those head games, and those head games aren't fun. Like you're alone yeah. with yourself, and you start thinking, "Well, wait, when when did he start having this? Was it, you know, were all them times he was telling me just to break up with her so he could get back, like get get with her, like oh, and then and then like you said to me, you kind of almost lose trust with that friend, and I don't even know, like you said, time heals all wounds, but it would be a while to, for me to have to be like okay with like kicking it because. You know what else? What else are you scheming behind my back that I don't know about? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you really got us emotional here at the very end here, Drew. <laughs> 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 covered covered all kinds of topics from yes, rangering to coming out to cheating with your significant other ex, <laughs> whatever it may be. So. But, Scrapping at a bar because he didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you for coming, man. Uh, any final? I know I final thoughts earlier, but any final thoughts you got before we sign off? I don't think I do. Um, uh, you guys want to follow me on Twitter, Instagram? It's Drew underscore Grice. Um, and one of my quarantine uh, hobbies that I've picked up is streaming video games. Okay. And, I say, I say video games. Really, I just stream one video game on Twitch. Um, if you guys haven't heard of Dead by Daylight, you need to look it up. Okay. Because it's very fun, very thrilling. Um, it was like one killer and four survivors, and you'll have to try to escape. It's pretty cool. Um, 
But if you want to follow me on Twitch, it's Ranger underscore Grice. Or, I'm sorry, Ranger underscore Drew. That's okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the Twi- I think I tuned into one of those one time. That's a, it is an actually uh, cool little spot. So. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. Well, oh, did we lose? Oh. Dude, we might even oh, lost oh, lost the ball. Yeah. Oh, there he is. He's back. He's back. All right. Well. Jeeves, thanks for being here. Duvall, thanks for it. Drew, also, thanks for it. And uh, I guess Duvall, man, how do we uh, send it off? Peace. Baby, love you more.